Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Dot com. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggrey and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, talks picking it up, let's go. He never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds Skill of an artist 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill Who would've thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames And I heard him Record with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verses? Do this the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots. Stop. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. I mean, every day we're going into meetings. He has a little DJ system set up in the uh, meeting room, and he has everybody crunk before practice, and the energy just flows into practice. And I I honestly think his energy alone brings so much to our defense. So I really like working with him. All right, welcome in to the zone. That is Landon Jackson, one of the Razorbacks and the only defensive player who appeared for Arkansas at SEC Media Days yesterday. Coach Pittman, and then you had Rocket and KJ on the offensive side of things, and it was uh, good to hear from Lana. I had not heard him speak a lot. I had a really good interview with John Neighbors yesterday as well. Very likable young man, and apparently he's put on 40 pounds and still runs like a gazelle. I had heard about that. The biggest thing I gained from that was he used the word crunk, and I wasn't sure people said that anymore. I never did. <laughs> I never was hip. By the time that word came into being, I was already too old to say it. But it is cool. So we got much more from Arkansas. We got some sound from the other coaches who appeared, not so much the other players. And there's really not a lot of star power, Christian, for players in this league this year. It's the coaches that are the rock stars this year. So there is no Tim Tebow. There is no Darren McFadden. There is no Bryce Young who won a Heisman. That's exactly right. I mean, honestly, again, K.J. Jefferson's about as big a name as you're going to find in this league, and Rocket Sanders is about as good a running back as you're going to find in this league. Is Judkins going for uh, – I didn't find my list here. Your rundown's in here, too, by the way. Yeah, I'm not sure who's going for who. For Ole Miss. Ole Miss goes today. And so let me look here. I don't know. I've never really heard him do an interview. He's still a young guy, but that dude is a super freak uh, running back. Right. He's the only other guy that's in the conversation to me with Rocket as far as preseason for... So you got Ole Miss... Tennessee. South Carolina today? Sounds right. Yep. Um, we got so anyway, we got the the sound from the guys yesterday as well as a bunch of Arkansas folks, and so we'll get into that. We've really got a busy show today. Speaking of Razorback flavor today, I know you're excited about this. Moses Moody uh, is going to join us. That's not what uh, Perk Big Perk calls him, but that's what we call him. Yeah, we'll have to ask him about that if he gets that a lot. We need to play that clip. Do not let me forget to play the okay. clip. Do not. That's your number one job. Do not let me forget to play the clip. I know you're digging up great questions about shooting percentages and all the no. cool things and all the ins and outs. But uh, let's make sure we play that for him when he comes in, see what he thinks about that. So anyway, he's going to join us in studio. He's got a number of events going on around town starting tomorrow. Yeah, looks like tomorrow. I'm sure he's got some kind of reception or something tonight probably as well. But there's a um, VIP event that he's doing tomorrow night. I did not get an invite. I think I understand why. Uh, It's the VIP part I'm missing. So there's a number of things. He's got a camp going on on the 22nd. Um, There's an event he's got going on the 27th. I mean, he's going to be in town for a little bit. So great to uh, great to um, have him in studio today. Looking forward to that. We've also got Mayor Scott calling in 
in the 11 o'clock hour. We had to move, because of Moses, we had to move Dr. O'Malley from UAMS up into our 10 o'clock hour. We'll talk to him. Richard Davenport, 1045, from uh, Whole Hog Sports and Democrat Gazette. And then at 11.15, Jason Milligan will join us. He is the vice president of racing at Oakland, and they announced another purse hike yesterday. And so it will be an even richer year at Oakland after the richest year ever last season. So, again, a perfect symbiosis between the racing and the gaming side, and one hand washes the other, so to speak. And certainly, when there is live racing, it is putting butts in the casino, and the casino money certainly is helping, i got to think, to put money in the uh, in the purses over at the racing side. And then, uh, last but certainly not least today, Chris Alley will be in with the Average Guy movie review, courtesy of our friends at Rock and Roll Sushi. I need to retweet that or subtweet that because we didn't have room in our tease for that today. Uh, he is doing a movie about, um, what did I say? Not ping pong, what's it called? Pinball. Is it Pinball Wizard? It's called Pinball. Oh. I don't know. I've never seen it. I think it's based on a true story. Or is it a true heard story? Of it. Pinball. Yes. Mike Faced and Crystal Reed. He sees some pretty obscure stuff because he's usually stuck in the house with a youngster. But the man who saved the game, Pinball. That's the movie. So pinball I think Pinball was in danger at some point? Yeah, I think uh, Pinball went out of favor because of yeah. Pac-Man and other things. Oh, yeah. Defender. Didn't the help arcade, Pinball. The yeah. arcade games were putting it out to passion. It definitely changed things. I mean, when Pinball was the jam back in the day. But I still appreciate a good Pinball. Uh, game. I've got a buddy who at his house, he's really my idol. Um, he has a golden tee, like a full-fledged, straight-out-of-the-bar golden tee. Not like the arcade version, like the straight-up bar version with the big console right. and the rollerball and then the separate um, monitor. It's bad to the bone, dude. But he's also got a pinball machine. And uh, it's pretty cool. He's got a neat little game room over there. So, um, pretty cool. Kind of nerdy, but I dig it. And I want to have it. What's wrong? You having some technical problems? A little bit. It'll okay. be okay. All right. All right, so we got a busy day today. we got all those guests. We're going to check in with Trey Schapp here in, uh, well, like right now, for Media Days and get kind of a recap of what happened yesterday. It's 10-13. Oh, I didn't even mention the freaking Open Championships going on, and there's four Arkansans entered, and so we'll keep an eye on how they're coming along, or guys with Arkansas ties at least. Of course, David Lingmurth is from Sweden, but he played at Arkansas, earned his way in from his Scottish Open last week. Zach Fisher, who is probably the least of those known. In fact, I noticed in the... Uh, one publication today, they had listed the Arkansans and didn't list him, but he lives in Benton, plays primarily at Pleasant Valley, and does play at Maumel Country Club some, and he's playing in it. He was 1-0 over through 13. Chris, will you do me a favor today and keep an eye on the scoreboard? Or maybe we can assign Graham to that. Graham, why don't you do that? That could be your job today. You keep an eye on the Open Championship scoreboard and let us know how guys are coming along, okay? Great. All right, Trey Schapp, I'm sure, is keeping one eye on that as well as his duties on the final day of SEC Media Days. Trey, joining us now down in Nashville. Trey, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Buddy, I'm great. I mean, this is... Good. Of all the times to have your co-host take off, this is about as good a week as you could ask for. There's so <laughs> much going on this week. And then they throw in an open championship on top of everything, so pretty cool stuff. Yeah, not bad at all, is it? Uh, you just have to get up a little earlier if you want to watch golf because it's going to be done, what, around 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah. You are, uh, you're a lunatic. Were you up at 3? I was not up at 3, but I did set my alarm just before 4. I did turn it on, and then I fell back asleep. Yeah, that's fair. You guys have been grinding down there. Uh, I was watching Rory. He got himself in some trouble early and escaped both times in the first and second hole. He was way off the fairway, but was able to... Uh, the first one, he put it in the middle of the green from the deep rough, and then the second one, he was like over by some stands and was able to... Uh, Hit it up to about seven, eight feet. I don't know if he made that putt yeah. or not. But anyway, so. How about the amateur leading with Tommy Fleetwood at five under? Is that who it was? I didn't even see the leaderboard yet. Christo Lamprecht. Okay. Watch yep. your mouth. They both shot 66. Uh, I'm watching Tony Fee now pitch away. Oh, he had to putt away from the wall so I then he could that. pitch out. That is insane. Now, yeah. you just played over in the U.K., Trey, right? Uh, Scotland, yes. Yeah. And where did you play? The old course, the Jubilee course, and Carnoustie. Okay. So, did you get yourself in any bunker issues where you had to play him away from the hole? Yeah, and yeah, on 15 of the Jubilee, I had to go out sideways. Um, I did not go in a bunker on the old course. And then uh, on 18 of the Jubilee, I made a comment to uh, 
the the guys I was playing with just before that not only been in one bunker this whole whole time over here at St Andrews and I left that one in the bunker and it took me three to get out. That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and then Carnoustie had to go sideways at Carnoustie as well. It seems like it's one of those things where you can't really appreciate how difficult it is to get out of those bunkers unless you're in them. The pictures, Justin, television, Christian, it, it doesn't do it justice until you see it yeah. and see someone next to it. Like, I've got some pictures, I might send you one here in a second, of Coach Foley standing behind um, uh, the Hell's Bunker uh, on the old course, and it's just ridiculous. And then there were two on uh, Carnoustie that were 16-foot-high faces. Hmm. Just ridiculous. Seems like a lot. All right, let's talk about what uh, what happened yesterday down there. We had Coach Stoops, we had Coach yep. Saban, and also Billy Napier, Billy Napier right? Yep. Uh, let's start yeah, with Arkansas. Yeah, let's, Saban. Yeah, let's start with uh, Arkansas though. What what were the things that stood out to you about uh, what happened other than Landon Jackson's freakish body transformation? Oh my gosh, I I think the fact that uh, KJ looks great. Yeah. Um, and if he stays healthy this year, I think he's going to have a really good year. And Rocket Sanders handled himself extremely well, I thought. And he doesn't give you long answers, mm-hmm. but he handled himself really well. And uh, all three of them were glad to be here. I mean, it's not like, oh, this is something I have to do. No, they wanted to be here. They wanted to be here representing Arkansas and talk about the football team. And and um, and I thought Sam Pittman did a good job as well. I mean, Sam is I mean, what you see is what you get with Sam Pittman. Yeah. He's just gonna shoot you straight every time, and uh, if he doesn't know, he's gonna tell you I don't know. But yeah, it's like the beer question he got and his answer to that, and and uh, the songs, uh, you know, going on stage with uh, uh, Foreigner. Um, just Sam Pittman is Sam Pittman. Yeah. He's yeah, he's about the most likable guy in the league. We're biased a little yeah. bit, but even if he wasn't Arkansas head coach, it'd be hard to argue. To the contrary, he's just a good old boy. I mean, you got to like the guy. But he's also a pretty darn good football coach, I think, too, and I don't want that to get lost and all that either. Uh, anything stand out about uh, Saban? Did he have any kind of agenda yesterday? We're going to hear from him in a little bit. Well, I didn't get to hear a lot of his um, opening comments, but uh, as always, he did have a filibuster. He did hmm. um, go for quite a while on that. He did mention the fact that he'd been to Italy. He mentioned that down in Destin as well at the, the spring meetings that he had taken a trip to Italy. I guess that was back in May when he took the trip to Italy. But um, uh, they've they've got to find uh, they've got to they've got to find some answers at quarterback. Um, at Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, it's you know you're replacing Bryce Young, so um, that's that's one thing that uh, they have to they have to try and answer in in fall camp. It's nice to have any question marks, right, for yeah. Alabama going into the season. If you're yeah trying to beat them, uh, here's Nick Saban on question marks as they get ready for 23. Um, we always have question marks about our team. Sometimes you all don't recognize them as clearly as uh, what they might be, uh, just like last year's team. Yeah, we had a great quarterback coming back. Uh, we had a great player in Will Anderson on defense. We had a lot of question marks on our team, but it gets overlooked because you have these two star players at critical positions. And, you know, this year maybe we don't have those kind of impactful players at those critical positions, so it's very challenging to develop the team so that they can compete at a high level. Uh, we have some experience coming back on both sides of the ball, and we also have a lot of new young players who uh, can contribute in a very positive way to our team. So, But every year is challenging. Every year is, and no matter what's happened in some other year, at some other time, in some other circumstance, it's not going to impact this year. The people on this team, the coaches on our staff, are going to do what they can to try to impact this year uh, in a positive way in terms of what we want to accomplish and what we want to do. All right, that is uh, Nick Saban. Again, he he's not going to tell us what they have question marks about, I assume, no. Dre. We'll have to figure that out on our own. <laughs> yeah. So. No, he's not going to give it away. Uh, here he is on the QB situation because, again, I mean, it all starts there, let's be honest. And when you've had a Heisman Trophy winner at that position, it's also going to be a point of focus. You know, we need for all of our quarterbacks to develop on our team. Uh, I don't think anybody separated themselves to this point, even though I see improvement in each and every guy in terms of how well they're doing and how they're developing. But we need that on our team. We don't just need a starter. We need a backup. We need you know, good players at that position. 
Uh, just like Jalen Milrow had the opportunity to play last year, we needed him to be ready in the Arkansas game and the A&M game. So um, when somebody separates themselves and nobody knows for sure when that is, and I can't establish a timetable to say on this date we're going to say this is the starting quarterback. It's going to happen when it happens, and that's the way it'll be. Yeah, that went from bad to worse for Arkansas last year. Uh, you mm-hmm. lose the, the Heisman Trophy winner, and then they put that little freaking track star in there, and Arkansas couldn't find him half the time. He's yeah. running off for 70 yards plus a few times. It was a brutal game, and he did it with his feet. So I know Arkansas fans and probably their defense not really looking forward to playing him again. Maybe they'll have a little better plan for him if he is an established starter by that point in the season. You would think, and obviously when a team switches – a quarterback, and you're you're taking Bryce Young out of the equation because that's who you planned on all week. There's no doubt that they didn't plan on the backup even coming in at all and playing. I mean, maybe if the game got way out of hand, which at, at the time Bryce Young went down, it was still a competitive game, right? Right. For sure. Absolutely. And it got worse. I mean, in, invariably yeah. that happens. You think, oh, good, and we get into the backup here. You got a good shot here. And then it's like, oh, God. They didn't have any kind of plan for this guy because as as, exactly. as versatile as Young was, he didn't he didn't run around a lot like that kid did. So well, it's kind of like their national championship win against Georgia when they took uh, who did they take out? Tua, Hertz Tua came out? in and Hurts went and out. Tua yeah. came in. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. It's nice to have the uh, the embarrassment of riches that Alabama has at all positions, including quarterback. So you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna compare this to Alabama, Trey, because back in the day. You know, when Mike Shula was there, it was certainly not vintage Alabama. But when you beat Alabama, it's still beating Alabama. It's still significant. Mm-hmm. And when you look back on the record books, you're like, man, we beat Alabama. There's great. Um, and I feel the same way about Florida to some degree. Billy Napier had a rough first year. Arkansas has got a huge opportunity this year, and that's a game that I've got circled. I don't know that I call it pivotal like I do the A&M game, but it is certainly a great opportunity to put a feather in your cap, even against a lesser-than-Florida team. You're on the road. They're coming off the Georgia game. You're coming off a bye. You got, if you're healthy, a really good shot to go down there, potentially, and win a game in the Swamp, which, again, even if it's not a vintage Florida team, would still be significant. It's never happened before. Never have done it before. And, Justin, that's the game you assigned me for the uh, countdown to kickoff. And one thing that I remember about playing Arkansas, playing in Florida, Bobby Petrino, you had Ryan Mallett at quarterback, and you had the Phantom penalty flags. It was a Mark Curls officiated game. He was the white hat. That's a game that Arkansas should have won. Yep. And if the calls don't happen, they do win that game. And look, Florida's a tough place to play no matter when you go down there. It's probably going to be a little bit more humid than what they're going to be used to that time of the season. Uh, In Fayetteville, it's not humid in early November, typically. But down in Florida, it it is always humid. And Mm -hmm. so that's something that they're going to have to be prepared for it, but I, I think that is as good of a chance to win at Florida as you could get is this year. I think so, too. And, you know, there have been some other near misses. That's the thing about Arkansas, not getting over against Florida, really, but you've had some competitive games, and I'll, I'll never forget being at the game in Fayetteville where Arkansas was down big, and then Matt Jones led a furious yes. comeback, and you had the bang-bang play on the sideline where Chris Leak took a shot from Tony Bua, and Tony mm-hmm. got called for... Uh, a roughing the passer or whatever it was, a personal foul, and it was very, very close, I thought, to, to not being necessary to be called, and I thought Arkansas kind of got the short end of the stick on that one. If they don't get that penalty, who knows what might have happened there if you gave Arkansas another opportunity on offense. But hopefully, yeah, they can get over the hump and pull one off this year. And here's what uh, Napier said. He learned down there in week one, and I think we all – or week one, year one, we all understand this guy's an excellent coach when with what he did at Louisiana before he came down there. Uh, and certainly took his lumps last season. Yeah, no, I think we learned a lot. Um, I think for me it was unique because I'd been out of the league for five years. You know, so you come back into the league, um, you inherit a roster, um, and you have a pulse of where you're at, and then you go play week in, week out. And I think it just really, uh, you kind of calibrate your eye, you know, relative to where we at as a program, uh, what is our roster like, where do we need to go. Um, and I don't think you truly understand that until you're standing on the field with each one of these teams, right? So I think it helped us adjust uh, big picture relative to where we're at as a program and what we need to do to get back um, to where the Gators are a consistent championship contender, right? So. 
I think for me, um, that's my biggest takeaway from year one. Okay. There you go. Took him a while to get there, but he got there. He did. <laughs> um, okay, so let me get a little bit here more from uh, from Arkansas too, and then we'll let you get on getting on Trey. What time does the uh, what time do the coaches start today? Well, they've already started. Lane Kiffin's already done. I think my uh, download is almost finished with him, so we'll okay. start having some Lane. Actually, no, it's not. It's got twelve minutes remaining. Oh, okay. Uh, Lane Kiffin's already started, and Quishon Judkins is here, so yep. we'll have some from him as well. And then Shane Beamer is uh, at the main podium at eleven o'clock. Uh, no, 10.30, pardon me. He's going right now here in a matter of minutes. And then uh, Josh Heupel will be in, in uh, the main room at noon. Okay, very good. Uh, last thing here, Coach Pittman on the strength and conditioning coach. And obviously he's excited about what he's seeing. I mean, again, Landon mm-hmm. Jackson looked no further than that, right? Yep. Stronger. Yeah, I thought we got pushed around, you know, at times. And, man, it's hard for me to say that because I'm an offensive line coach. And I thought we got pushed around, uh, you know, Missouri – uh, goal line down there, uh, LSU goal line. Uh, so I thought there was a change that be needed. Nothing negative about anybody. It's just thought a change would be needed. I think you see the kids uh, that we brought with us. Uh, they have changed. So uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you win four more games, you you win 11. You know, well, everybody can say that. You know, but I don't know if anybody. A lot of people can say, hey, you lost four games by nine points. And you go to specific situation of why you lost them. We got to clean that up. And part of that is the size and toughness and physicality of our football team. Well, four close misses for Arkansas, mm-hmm. but let's be honest, there were a full, few they pulled out of the fire as well. It's, it could have gone a different direction <laughs> for sure. Could have gone the other way too. Yeah, yeah that's right. Typically those even out, but uh, man, yeah. you just think what could have been for Arkansas, and there's no but isn't question. Isn't that the same way, Justin, with every team every year? If if we would have done this, if we, I mean, in, in every sport as well, if we would have made this basket, if we would have caught this, every sport. A has lot a of times, and like that. that's the thing. You know, I, I look at, and most people don't think in these terms. It's strictly a win-loss thing for most folks. But when you look at the quality of play, or you look at the standard they're playing to, I think you've got to consider that. And Arkansas was there. In a lot of them. And again, we also would agree, I think most of us would, there's at least a couple more wins on that schedule if KJ's healthy all year. No doubt. Or no doubt. if you have a if you have a talented uh, backup like we think Jacoby Criswell will be for them. And, and how different would the season have been if you don't fumble driving yeah. against Texas A&M no doubt. and they return it for a touchdown? Yeah, that was the worst, worst case scenario I've ever seen, I think, just about in Razorback history. So, um, other than maybe the shootout game where they pull off the miraculous fourth down pass. Anyway, I don't even want to talk about it. Those are all negatives, and I don't like getting into it. Let's, uh, let me get Stay a, positive. We'll get a call in here, Trey, but uh, we'll let you go, man. I appreciate you. Thanks again to First Security Bank. We're wrapping up the coverage. We'll have more tomorrow. We'll give them one more day of love, but thanks again to them and Coffin by Design West. And we're actually about to talk to Dr. O'Malley from UAMS, so thank UAMS Health as well, guys. sponsoring the trip down there. You guys enjoy your day. Be safe coming back, and uh, talk to you soon. I guess you're going straight to Chicago. Yeah, going to go watch the Cubs and Cardinals this weekend. Let's freaking go. Cardinals no yeah. longer in the basement. Kudos to no, them. they're and not. strapped to the Pirates. a little better. Boy, what a tease. You're Phil Elson. You're like, man, this might be the Pirates year. They jump out to a big lead early on, and then, well, they're back to obscurity. So, <laughs> been there before. All right, buddy. Safe travels. Have fun. All right, guys. Good job, Trey. Thank you. Yeah. Trey Schapp down in Nashville. Let me get Navy Mike in here, and then we'll uh, hit our break and talk to Dr. O'Malley. What's up? Justin, you know, um, Sam Pittman, you know, like you said, he's a likable guy. Everybody loves – I mean, everybody loves the guy. Yes. But is, is he one of the top coaches in the SEC? Absolutely not. I mean, you know, Hog fans love to get on Twitter and, and, and on these radio shows and say, well, look, you know, he's better than what we had. Look what, look what he took us out from. If Chad Morse is your measuring stick, anybody's better than that. You know, but anybody doesn't just get $6 million a year either. So um, you you know you, you can't you can't you can't get a million dollars per win every season, you know you immediately regress. And uh, my question to you guys is, um, you know, as far as KJ Jefferson, he's at the the top of you know quarterback power rankings as far as the SEC, one of the better quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the SEC. Right. But how many of those quarterbacks that he's ranked ahead of are going to have more wins than him at the end of the regular season? Probably three or four. It's the ultimate, not five or six. Yeah, it's the ultimate team you know, game. So, 
So I mean, so I mean, what what Sam Pittman has to win with this guy right now. He has to. This is his last. He's gone. Yep. You know. So I mean, I'll just get you guys comments on that, whatnot, and y'all take care. I generally don't know what Mike's point is when he calls in, and I imagine as a listener, you probably feel the same way. He just calls in to speak about things that are pretty obvious. Um, that Sam Pittman's not one of the top few coaches maybe in the league right now. Sure. Okay. Fair. Yeah, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, national championship coaches, right? Um, so that's fairly obvious. All right, I'll give you that. That's uh, unnecessary to point out. I don't see any point in that. Can't pay a guy a million dollars a win. I gi- I'll give you that. Fair. I-, I will say this. I'll give him this. I think this is a put-up-or-shut-up year. With with what you've got at quarterback, assuming you stay relatively healthy, you got a confident, uh, an offensive coordinator you feel very confident in. Admittedly, you've also got a new coordinator in defense. But I think we're all excited about what could potentially happen over there. But you do have talent on that side of the ball, too. Right. Looking at the schedule, I'm disappointed. If we get seven wins, I'm not thrilled. I'm maybe not disappointed. If we get less than seven wins, I'm extremely disappointed. What, what's the what's the basement and what's what, what do you think? This this I was thinking about this today. What's the basement? And what's the ceiling, or what's the floor and what's the ceiling for this team? Six, nine. I guess the ceiling would be ten. You ten, I think, is Alabama and LSU. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, ceiling's ten. I'd say the basement is six. Okay, so we're going to guess somewhere in there. I mean, eight makes you happy. You feel eight, co- eight you feel comfortable with a good good. That's a good season. Eight wins and maybe go get a bowl. Right. I'd be fine I'm happy with, that. with eight. Yeah, I think so too. Ten thirty two. Doctor O'Malley coming up from UMS Health. Stay with us. The FedEx St. Jude Championship returns to TPC Southwind August 9th through the thirteenth. Don't miss your chance to witness the top 70 players from the PGA Tour season battle it out in the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Only 50 players will make it through Memphis. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Daily grounds and upgraded ticket options are on sale now at FedExChampionship.com. Sports Center. The marathon that is SEC Media Days is coming to an end today. On July 20th, it'll be Ole Miss, South Carolina, and Tennessee who take the podium. The Arkansas Razorbacks took the podium yesterday alongside Alabama and Florida as well as Kentucky. Coverage of 2023 SEC Media Days continues today, starting with Morning Mayhem and going all the way through Drive Time Sports this afternoon. The 2023 Women's World Cup is underway in New Zealand. The host nation, New Zealand, beat Norway won nothing in the opening game thanks to a 48th minute goal by Hannah Wilkinson. The U.S. women's national team will look to defend their crown. Their title defense begins tomorrow and they take on Vietnam in the 2023 WWC. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Allow us to introduce ourselves. We are Big O Tires. However, we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival. Because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long and it won't fit on our sign. Now at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right. Save $100 right now off select sets of tires and get tires, service, and straight talk at Big O Tires. In sports, every coach is looking for the winning combination. Arch Marina North Little Rock is no different. The reason being, they have the winning combination. G3 Boats with a Yamaha motor. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, so can you. From sales, service, parts, and rental equipment, River Valley Tractor does it all and does it right. Your leading Kubota dealer is right around the corner with five locations throughout Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor, serving Central Arkansas and Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, and Pine Bluff. Work smarter this year, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. Online at rivervalleytractor.com. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. 
Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. Let me tell you about the Summer of 1,000 Engagements. It's happening right now at Robert Irwin Jewelers. It's the number one place to buy diamond engagement rings. You'll get more choices. They make custom designing your engagement ring risk-free and easy. And you get peace of mind with the meant-to-be guarantee. Buy your loose diamond and custom-made engagement ring at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and you'll have 365 days to return it. You have it your way. If you can dream it, Robert Irwin Jewelers can make it happen. Robert Irwin Jewelers, they've been in business since 1977. And now, during the summer of 1,000 engagement sales, save up to 40% off ready-to-wear diamond rings. Ask her now, pay later with financing like 24-month deferred interest, or take up to 60 months to pay at a low APR. McKay Mall in North Little Rock, and brand new, Pleasant Ridge Town Center next to Fresh Market. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. If you're looking for sports and entertainment, then look no further. You're in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. Uh, just, I mean, being able to get in, uh, establish a, a bond, a relationship with your coaching staff first, and then also just let their uh, their bond just trickle down to the players and the teammates just come in and just work and just grind. I mean, the main thing is you want to establish a relationship with each and every one of your receivers, each and every one of your teammates. So when y'all do take the field, y'all have that bond together. When adversity hits y'all, y'all don't separate. Y'all just come together as one. K.J. Jefferson, now the old head. At SEC Media Days, giving advice to quarterbacks. And listen up. Guy knows what he's talking about. He's had a, a good run. Hopefully he has a great season. That is the doctor, I assume. Dr. Larry O'Malley joining us from UMS Orthopedics on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline a little early today because uh, Moses Moody is coming in studio. And, uh, Doc, I hope you're doing okay today, and I appreciate your flexibility. I expect that from my oh, orthopedics. No yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. Let's talk about um, some injuries here, and I sent you a little list of NFL guys that I found that are trying to bounce back. Chief among them certainly would be Lamar Jackson, who's got to find a way to quit getting hit so much. I guess that would go for K.J. Jefferson, too, who also spent his time in the infirmary last year. Um, and as far as what uh, what the Ravens quarterback's dealing with, trying to get back, what uh, what's his road to recovery? Yeah, so the PCL strain, the PCL is the ligament on the back of the knee, inside the knee. Um, we try not to do surgery on that. Uh, like Lamar, he didn't have to have surgery because a lot of times it, can, it will scar down on its own. And so it's just rehabbing. And I tell my patients all the time, there's plenty of NFL football players playing with PCL injuries, and they are able to get back to playing the NFL. And I, I don't think it should be much of a problem for them. I wouldn't be surprised if he, he may like to wear a brace on this thing. We'll see when he comes out um, in this fall, whether or not he's wearing a brace. But he, he may want to continue to wear a brace, or he may be stable enough without a brace from all the rehab, rehab that he's done. The New York Jets also in focus this year for the first time in a long time. We're going to get him on hard knocks, and because of Aaron Rodgers' addition, they are going to be a team that is expected to do big things. Brees Hall, and I'm obviously biased because he went to Mama Mater, got off to a great start in his professional career, then got knocked out with an ACL. Sounds like his recovery is going well. He also had a, a meniscus injury, I guess, in October. Um, and again, we see these all too often, unfortunately. Also, we see them all too often with running backs, which is uh, the big debate this week about well, why aren't we getting paid? Well, because of the durability issues that are inherent with that position, unfortunately. What uh, what do you expect from him, and how close to full strength should he, he be able to be knowing his timeline? Yeah, I mean, his timeline, he should be ready to go come the beginning of training camp. It all kind of depends, I think, and, and they're not going to give us all the information. We'll we'll see how, how much they have him out on the field in training camp to get that hard knocks in that. I think from a timeline standpoint, he should be able to be back, but he maybe will be kind of maybe dragging their feet a bit, which is not the worst thing in the world to kind of slowly get him back and then maybe not have him ready for the beginning of the season, but hopefully have him ready um, kind of the beginning third of the season. Um, it's not an unreasonable timeline for his injury in October. 
Dr. O'Malley joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline from UAMS Orthopedics. We'll get you details on how to get a hold of them. If you have a question, by the way, you can send one in at 661-1037 on the phone, or you can send it in through our text line, same number, 661-1037. It's a 501 area code. Ask your record live fan feedback also. Not a bad way to go about it. Doc, once the procedure's done, assuming there is one, PCL, MCL, ACL, how similar are the rehabs after those? They're, they're, uh, they're sort of similar. Um, so, for example, a PCL. The PCL, keep, when you're laying flat on the bed, the PCL keeps your shin bone, your tibia, from going backwards with gravity, right? Gravity mm-hmm. pulls it back. Mm-hmm. So, when we're doing um, PCL rehab, we actually have where we have prone therapy. So, I have my patients laying on their belly when they do therapy because we want gravity to help protect their PCL, not be pulling against that that PCL. Okay. It's the opposite for the ACL. So for the ACL, we actually have them lying on their back for therapy. So the exercises are similar, but in terms of how the positioning that they are in therapy is different, more or less protecting the reconstruction that was done between those different ligaments. All right. Uh, Cooper Cup, also a guy who played through some injuries in college and is also, I guess, rehabbing or getting back uh, mostly ankle stuff, and then he had a surgery, I guess, on there. Uh, are there various surgeries that are done? Or we, you know, I guess we talked a couple of years ago about Tua and whether or not maybe that surgery where they put the protective plate or whatever they do in there needed to be done. Um, is it a similar surgery all the time if people are undergoing that for for issues with their ankles? Yeah, so high ankle sprain, yes. That is that ligament that everybody calls the tibia surgery or what you hear the term tightrope, which is the, the device that goes between the fibula, which is the little bone, and the tibia, the, the big bone, to tighten that back down. Um, a high ankle sprain, would he would, Cooper, would probably get a, an implant very similar to what Tua has. The other options are you have a, people with recurrent low ankle sprain. Um, and so if you've ever heard the term, what we, the, the surgery is what's called a brostrum. Um, and that is where you actually take all those ligaments on the outside of the ankle and essentially tighten all those back up. That's different because most of those people, those athletes that have the low ankle sprains have a lot of repetitive injuries where a high ankle sprain is normally one injury that just kind of lingers for a short period of time. And so they're different surgeries. You, you treat them differently, but the recovery from a therapy standpoint, a lot of times is about the same and the return to back to sport is about the same for most of those ligaments. Um, injuries and re- reconstructions in the ankle. Gotcha. We focus largely on skill guys, but the uh, the big fellas up front certainly go through their their uh, ins and outs when it comes to injuries as well. I saw one here in Rashawn Slater, plays for the Chargers, offensive tackle, had a biceps injury. What, what do you see as the most common injury for linemen? So linemen, their actually most common injury from an upper extremity is the labrum. The back of their labrum is where they tear it, and it's because of the force. Um, like when you're doing a push-up, you're putting a lot of force on the back of your shoulder. Same thing for them. They're pushing um, the, the lineman off, and so they end up tearing the, the posterior or back labrum is what they tear um, versus the skilled players. When they have labrum injuries in their shoulder, they tear the front. They tear the anterior labrum. So, yeah, a lot of it's the position of the arm of that kind of push-up position is going to injure the back where when your arms kind of reach up over your head um, and it gets injured, that's where you tear the front labrum, which is the anterior labrum. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, very good. As we get a little closer to the start of the season, uh, my son's actually at a team camp today, and they really don't get an off season anymore because they've got them on a program basically all summer except for a couple-of-week dead period. What do we need to be doing as far as uh, athletes, especially those who are out and about in the heat right now at the beginning of the season, to uh, – to get ready for the year other than maybe acclimating? Yeah, a lot of it's hydration. I think that's our biggest concern for most, particularly in these crazy hot heat index days of over 100 is, is hydration, making sure they're drinking. You know, they get up in the morning, they need to be drinking water all day long. I mean, give them a gallon of water, and they just need to be drinking it throughout the whole day. Um, and that's where we really try to stress with the athletes is, is to watch the color of their urine, um, and that that tells them a lot, um, and that it really needs to be clear-ish 
And if it's not, then they're not drinking enough. And so that's our biggest concern for them in these hot summer days. And then also just making sure that they, they don't overexert themselves and take the breaks that they need to. But most coaches are pretty good about that. It's just hard to get a lot of these athletes to drink the amount of water that they need to to make right. sure they're hydrated. Okay, last thing here. This is completely off uh, off the wall out of left field. I didn't even prep you. I was going to talk about this. We got a, d- a discussion about this this week. Uh, Russell Okung. Have you seen the story, Doc, about him do- going on a 40-day fast where he only drinks water? No, I have not. Um, obviously, that's not going to be recommended by any medical professional. But we were just talking about the feasibility or the uh, just the, the physical ability of someone to be able to do that without you know, doing any kind of significant damage. What uh, what what are your thoughts on that? He's he's lost over a hundred pounds. He did a forty day fast and then another extended fast. He said water only. I assume there had to be some kind of supplement for a nutrient standpoint in there. But um, what uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I do not see how that could be healthy at all. I mean, I, for a week or so, water only still not great. I mean, you're not getting the calories that you need, and when you when you don't need your body, those calories they're going. Your body's going to get it from somewhere. And it's going to start breaking down. It starts breaking down the muscles, start breaking down the fat. Uh, it is going to use what it needs to to keep itself alive, right? When we're eating, we're eating to give ourselves the calories that we need to keep ourselves alive. And so your body is naturally going to break itself down. And a 40-day fast of only water is not safe. Uh, then the other problem you get into that is like even just from an electrolyte standpoint, if you're not taking electrolytes in, you're essentially just diluting everything in your body and you have major ramifications to that. It's, I do not recommend that at all. No, it sounds like a terrible idea, especially for that long. Is there something that you feel like is good for the body, though, maybe a reset for a certain period of time, whether it's a day, two days, three days, or a comfortable number of fasting days that you would yeah, suggest? I think, I mean, the intermittent fasting is found to be pretty pretty successful for a lot of people. I mean, at the end of the day, we, we have all these fads, we have all these things. It's really having a good, healthy diet. I mean, go back to that pyramid that you were taught as a kid, right, where we're eating, we're eating a lot of vegetables and fruits and everybody likes to say there's so many calories and fruits. I've never seen somebody fat from eating a whole bunch of fruit. Um, and so fruits and vegetables, um, white meat, um, not fried, minimize the carb intake, drink water, as much water, water, more water, milk is not bad, and getting proper exercise. I mean, um, if you go back to that, I think it works very, very well. But um, And I get it. People need help with other options. Um, and there's, but it's, it, I think the biggest thing is having a diet that you can be consistent with long term, and not something that's a very short term. Because once you go back, if you try some of these these, these fad diets, once you come off them, you're going to gain the, the the weight's going to come back. You're going to gain it back. Right. And so, trying to have a consistent nutrition that you can long term be on is really the most important thing. You're not going to lose weight instantaneously. But you will have a, a healthier diet that will allow you to keep the weight off for, a, for the rest of your life versus a short period of time. Makes sense. Very good. I'm just trying to look good for my reunion, Doc. I don't care about long term. No, I'm kidding. Hey, listen. Uh, well, then, yes. And there's some options out there. But, I, I, but long term, it's just hard to do with some of these keto diets and all the yeah. other diets. You can't. You just can't be on them for forever, or you get tired of them, and then you come off them and you gain the weight back. Exactly. So trying to find something that works long term is really the most important thing. That's a great point. All right, appreciate you, Doc. Sure. Thank you very much. Again, if you want to get some help from our friends at the UAMS Orthopedic Clinics, you got three locations around Colonel Glen, Autumn Road, two Shackleford West. Same or next day appointment availability at five zero one five two six ten forty six or UAMSHealth dot com slash orthopedics. Doc, thank you. We'll talk to you next uh, two weeks. No. Sounds good. Thanks, Justin. Have a good one. You bet. Appreciate you. Doc O'Malley. 1048, Richard Davenport on the other side. Talk a little recruiting for the Hogs. It is the lifeblood of the program. Stay tuned. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Stick around after the sun sets. Twin Peaks is open really late. Wind down with bourbon and late night bites. Tune in each weekday morning from 6 to 10 for Morning Mayhem with David Basil, Roger Scott, Justin Moore from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studios. Like Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort on Facebook and stay up to date with news and special promotions.
Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Chris Everett and Martina Navratilova are two of the greatest champions the sport of tennis has ever produced. Both hold numerous records, and their bitter rivalry was legendary. After 50 years, they understand each other like no one else can. This rivalry turned into friendship, and when both were diagnosed with cancer, they knew where to turn, to each other. The good book reminds us, there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother, or in this case, a sister. Chris and Martina remind us that true friendship is more important than trophies. With 32 locations in Arkansas, Double B's is a friend to Arkansans. Stop by and get a delicious nosh, a refreshing drink, and some petrol for your next journey. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. And a lot of people are taking a little summer vacation, a little road trip these days. you got to make sure your car is ready for that road trip. You don't want to have a blowout on your vacation. That's not a great way to start things off. It's dangerous for you, other passengers, and other people on the road. So make sure you have good tires. Go buy Big O Tires in Cabot and Conway. They have a great selection of tires. All the name brand tires. Plus, of course, they have the Big O Tire. And right now, at Big O Tires, $100 off select set of tires. And don't forget, Big O Tires does much more than just tires. So before you head out on that vacation this summer, swing on by Big O Tires and make sure your car is ready to go. Brakes, yep, they do that. Alignments, heck yeah, they'll take care of that too. Mechanics there, ready to take a look at your car. It's Big O Tires in Cabot on Prospect Court in front of Kroger. And Conway, it's on Hark Rider. Big O Tires, the team we trust. You're back in the zone, live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network and online at 1037thebuzz.com. Fifty-three. Richard Davenport standing by, and we are talking a lot about players who are already established. They're hanging out at SEC Media Days this week, and then there are the stars of tomorrow, and Richard is uh, ready to rock and roll and tell us about some of those. Richard, what's going on with uh, recruiting today, my friend? What's happening this time of year? Hey, buddy. Uh, well, July is usually traditionally always a busy month for as far as kids making the decisions, and obviously on Friday, Arkansas got uh, two great uh, four-star commitments uh, in Braylon Russell, running back from Benton, uh, four-star. And uh, then uh, about 15 minutes later, Selman Bridges, a consensus four-star uh, cornerback uh, from uh, from uh, Missouri City, Texas, uh, committed to Arkansas. So uh, uh, within about 15 minutes, Arkansas, uh, you know, improved their uh, – ranking uh, as far as the, the uh, uh, team ranking and recruiting uh, tremendously with uh, those two. And uh, right now they have eight uh, industry-ranked uh, uh, four stars, and that's, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty high for Arkansas traditionally. It's usually around five or six total, but uh, uh, only uh, two other classes have had in the last uh, 20 years or so have had uh, more than uh, – than what Arkansas has right now. So Arkansas, if they continue to add some more four-stars, this could be the best class in uh, 20 years. Yeah, what is the what is their highest ranking that you can remember or that you know of? 
Well, the most uh, four stars in one class was uh, was ten. That was in two thousand four. In two thousand uh, uh, two thousand and nine, there was uh, there. Uh, I think there was nine. So. And then uh, you, uh, the the highest ranking ranking is uh, 15, uh, and that was uh, by rivals back I think in 2009. But uh, uh, right now Arkansas stands at around 15, 16, 17. Uh, so obviously, if they continue to add some more four stars, that that that, that could elevate them a little bit more. But that, it, it regardless, if they hold on to whoever they have right now, it, it will be one of the better classes. Uh, uh, in, in the last 20 years, and will be uh, Sam Pittman's best class since he's been here. Who else are they on that they're going to have a good shot at, you think, to help buoy that number up even higher? Uh, Tylen uh, Singleton, uh, a four-star uh, safety from uh, uh, Manny, uh, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be making a decision fairly soon. He officially visited Arkansas in June. Uh, Xavier Atkins, another four-star a, a linebacker who's currently committed to uh, LSU. He, uh, he, he could be making a decision in the next month or so. And then uh, Bradley Shaw is another one, a uh, four-star linebacker from Alabama, who Alabama and Auburn's recruiting. Uh, he visited back in June. So uh, they still have a few more. And then obviously there'll be there, there'll be some more popping up here or there. But, uh, uh, I mean, if they, if they just continue to uh, maintain what they have and add a couple more, uh, it's, it's going to be an excellent class. The big recruiting cookout weekend thing is coming up next weekend. Who are some of the names we should keep an eye on, some of the biggest names going to that? Well, a familiar name that a lot of people uh, know about is Lance Jackson. Uh, I, I wrote about him on Tuesday, uh, the brother of Landon Jackson. Very similar size as, uh, as Landon uh, coming out of high school, 6'5", 245, and very similar in rankings. Both of them uh, basically uh, consensus four-star uh, uh, prospects, and uh, Lance is the same. Both of them play the same position. Uh, he'll be back on campus the 29th. Uh, Grayson Wilson, uh, the 25 commitment uh, quarterback, he'll be there. Uh, Marcus uh, Wimberly, uh, who recently got an offer, the box site uh, safety in the 25 class, he'll, he'll be there. Uh, uh, Colton Yarborough, a four-star defensive end from from Oklahoma, but he's in the 26 class. It, it'll be uh, it'll be mostly the 24, 25 class. There'll, there'll be some uh, kids uh, in the 26, uh, 26 classes too. Good stuff. All right, Richard. Thank you, buddy. Talk soon. Stay cool, my friend. All right, my man. See you guys. All right, very good. Richard Davenport from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports, with a little recruiting update. Always follow his work in there. Does a great job. Keeping you up on what's going on with recruiting. And last week, obviously, was a huge boon for Arkansas with those two four-stars coming in, without a doubt. Next hour, Red White Report. Much more from SEC Media Days, brought to you by First Security Bank. And we've also got uh, Jason Milligan coming in from Oakland at 11.15. We'll talk to him about the purse increase and the good things happening there as they prepare for yet another great racing season coming up in December. And 11.30, special guest in studio, former Razorback current Golden State Warrior, Moses Moody going to join us. He's giving back to the community this coming week and starts tomorrow. We appreciate him chatting with us and coming in and hanging out for a bit. So, great second hour coming up next in the zone. It's 1058. Allow us to introduce ourselves. We are Big O Tires. However, we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long and it won't fit on our sign. Now at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right.